0: Shelby, hey Christy, what's up? Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thanks. I'm the first time guest. It's been here. How do you say that? The first 3 Pete. Is that a thing? Oh, I don't know. Nowadays, threepeat, I'm three-peat, three-peat guest. guest. Except for table, we're not counting her. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> how you feeling? How you doing today? <clears throat> I'm good. I yeah. feel like we've been talking a lot. We were saying that, like talking. Um, yeah, we're talking a lot more since we're together. So mm-hmm. both of our throats are a little. I know, I feel like I haven't 200. seen many people for the last year, <laughs> yeah, a long time. <laughs> All of 2020.
1: So now that whenever I'm with people, I'm like, I feel like my voice is sore.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I talk
1: to the, I feel the same way when I record videos. Irwin Tay and I podcast I'm
0: like yeah. wow I just, oh, well, I'm just like not a, using it as much as I was Like a straight hour of talking so yeah. I guess yeah. that makes sense Yeah Oh weird I wonder if anybody else is having that experience I know Because none of us are really Because I'm like on my computer yeah. all day Ooh, Or just weird. like at home Yeah. You. I mean you said that this morning that your our voices were like that But I didn't correlate like Yeah Because we literally have, have not been, been, been talking
1: mm-hmm. How weird And it always scares me because I'm always like we're in the pandemic mm-hmm. Does oh. my voice hurt because Oh god but it's the same feeling every time. It's not like a sore throat. It's just like a right. raspiness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Madison had it yesterday too when she was ordering. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so weird. Then also
0: when we have masks on, like we're yelling over them. Mm-hmm. Just 2020 things. Just 2020 things. <laughs> Losing your voice for speaking to people.
1: Yeah. yeah. How weird. So what's up? What's new?
0: What is new? I'm married. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Can we talk <laughs> about that,
1: please? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. You throw your wedding together super quickly. Very, two months. Yeah. Two months. Crazy. Yeah. It, it wasn't all me, I have to say. Because I am I find that I'm pretty... Um, I don't know if you call this good or bad. But I'm very good at focusing on one thing. Mm. And it's very hard for me to focus on multiple things. Yeah. So if there's one project I'm working on, I can't start the next one like until... tunnel vision. Yeah. So it, it makes me focus and get shit done. Yeah. But also very hard for me to think got to get work done, got to get ahead of work for the honeymoon mm. and I need to plan a wedding right. all at the same time. Right. So my cousin really helped me. Like she's the one who found where we could book the tent and the chairs. Um, I tasked Madison with ordering the food. Um, so it was more decorations was me, obviously my dress and all that kind of thing. Right. So
1: yeah. What was the hardest part of planning a wedding?
0: Oh Um, and then also what's the hardest part of doing it? sustainable right 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 both levels yeah yeah so the hardest part of uh planning a wedding is for sure your family Mm. and just all of the drama so like when my sister got married there was a lot of drama yeah and i like when going into mine, I was like, I'm going to try to do everything I can to avoid it. Mm-hmm. It's just like ev- your family thinks certain things are traditions, So they should be done this way. Certain people should be invited because that's how they did it, et cetera. And yeah. for me, it was like, I wanted literally only people who I speak to on a weekly basis. Like right. if you're not someone who is like immediately in my circle, I don't want to feel like I have to entertain you yeah. on that day. And then, Do you think you would have had more people had it not been 2020? No. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was always planned to be those people. Yeah. Um, it was originally planned to be at like a hotel destination. Mm-hmm. Not far, like Galveston, Texas, yes. where the shitty beaches I keep telling you about. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> yeah. You were telling me the other day, you're like, our beaches aren't beaches. It's just like murky water. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, but we can... Well, we can talk about that later because it is like because of oils spills. Well,
0: it's also all the nutrients that the Mississippi dumps into the the Gulf. Oh, okay. And then also, yes, there are oil. There's oil in the water. Literally, right. you can see like patches of it on the beach. It's crazy. Mm. Wow. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely just dealing with your family and trying to trying to please everyone so there's not drama, but also still keeping what you want. Yeah, which in, is
1: weird because it should be a day that's all about you, and it should be like a time of like you know family at least i see this with like i've always thought about you know planning my future wedding and mm-hmm. like my my sister and i always joke that well we used to joke when we were younger cuz we used to watch say yes to the dress at dinner every night my sister my mom and i would watch say yes to the dress and my sister and i would always joke that we weren't going to bring our mom with us to pick out our wedding dress because she's just very specific and like the things that she likes and you know would try to kind of hijack that but i feel like i mean i think she'd be better now this was years ago but it should be a time that's about you and like everybody coming together to like make the bride and like whomever's getting married like their day their them be happy you know it's like a celebration
0: for you why do
1: you think that our culture has kind of hijacked that in some regard
0: i it's just like i don't know i guess it's an old tradition thing because parents used to be so ingrained i think Mm. i think it's something that like is still persisting From where marriage started because marriage originally was like a dowry kind of situation like the father was like selling off the bride and there were like all (laughs) these traditional things you did to like symbolize it yeah and i think it's time for some people to let that go mom Mm -hmm. um but she to be fair my parents did a great job with the wedding like Mm -hmm. they there was drama but also like on the day I think there was none, like yeah. just like, but like prepping for it and who I did and didn't invite and what I did and didn't want to do, you know, yeah. um, in the end, at the end though, everything was perfect. Honestly, I don't think I have any complaints about the day itself. So yeah, amazing. But I do. Yeah. Tra- I, tradi- I hate the idea of tradition in general Yeah. because the idea of doing something for the sake of doing it, because we've done it for a long time yeah. is quite literally dangerous. Yeah. So yeah, I hate, I hate that mentality. Yeah. And then zero waste. What was the hardest
1: thing to do sustainably?
0: Um, Well, I think just planning ahead for everything Mm. was hard uh, because I like, we're sitting, you also did it so quickly. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Like, especially, you know, when, when I think of like doing everything sustainably, like secondhand, sometimes it just takes more time, right? Like finding things, Mm -hmm. you know, that fit whatever you're going for.
0: Yeah. I definitely made like 700 trips to find plates at the at the thrift store, but also like we're setting everything up, you know, there's just so many little parts and we're like setting everything up, like the plates, the knives, the forks, the tablecloths, whatever. And my cousin looks at me and she goes, what are you going to use for napkins? Oh, and I was like, Oh yeah. 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 And you can't just run to Walmart and get paper napkins. Right. Cause so you have to run to the thrift store and cut up some sheets and make them into, is that what you did? <laughs> yeah. Did
1: you sew the corners at all? Or no. you just cut it? it yeah, was like on just, the day.
0: Literally, literally. <laughs> yeah. So, but it, it was something it's like that, like every, every step you make, there's like a little thing to mm-hmm. remember. But like, you
1: could just also get creative like that. I probably wouldn't have thought to do that, but you yeah. know, conversations like this are helpful because it's like now if I'm in a predicament oh yeah sheets yeah. I can cut them up you know <laughs> yeah because
0: yeah yeah it was um maybe not the most aesthetically pleasing hence why you didn't see it in the video <laughs> but um but yeah it, th- that was just like a thing you know everything so you have to think through so many things yeah um so Definitely. Tippy tippy is uh Oh, he's exploring the couch okay, over okay. there. Okay, he's good.
1: Every <laughs> podcast I ever record, there's always animals in the room. And it's always like, people can't see it on camera. But there's things going on behind the and I just don't
0: <laughs> want him to knock anything over. But he he has to follow me everywhere. And I mm-hmm. assume that he is going to eventually get to a point where he needs to be next to me. <laughs> right. I mean, that'd be great. Yeah. If just make a laid cameo. Down. <laughs> <laughs> um, So so the hardest part doing zero waste was the planning ahead you think yeah it's just yeah and finding everything right because i started searching like the day i decided mm. and um trying to find a dress i literally like driving from houston to san antonio looked at dresses all the way here mm-hmm. just to find one second hand that was in my size and like something remotely i would like so were you just going to like thrift stores I or for the dress yeah secondhand dress shop I no, I did um I wanted to go I actually originally when I was going to get married pre-covid had planned to go to San Francisco because Catherine told me there was this place it's like the biggest secondhand dress shop oh wedding dress shop cool. in the world I think I don't yeah know. and I was like oh that would be so cool to like actually go shopping for a dress yeah yeah um but obviously I didn't do that <laughs> so so I just did like <clears throat> all my usuals ebay poshmark right um and then i looked on because people are gonna sell their dresses too like i think some people like when
1: i started thinking about going zero waste that was the one thing because i was like i don't think i'm gonna buy a secondhand wedding dress just because i have a very specific vision on what i have but realistically somebody else has a vision of what i want to and people realistically wear their dresses
0: once, once. right
1: and so people are selling them I- there's a is he going to knock over the water glass? There's a secondhand dress shop in for anybody on in the Northeast. Um, they have one location in Portland and also another location in Seattle, I believe. I can't remember the, the name of them. You'd just have to Google it. I'm sure it'll pop up. You used, what was it called? Still, Still White. White. Mm-hmm. Which that's super
0: cool. Very cool service, right? Online version of that. Then you wouldn't have to go all the way to one. Right. The only thing that's scary about Still White is you can't try it on right before right. you get it. So I was very nervous about that, but always like buying a size up is probably and they the, the what's really cool is would your, they let you return it I don't I think maybe some of them do yeah but like you're in direct contact with the bride that you're buying it from so she can measure like anything you would need right um so yeah it worked out in the end I nice. was I absolutely love my dress and I I I struggle to be like, do I sell it so that someone else can use it? Right. But I love it so much. And then I'm like, can I cut off the like bottom layer? <laughs> Wear it again? It in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I still haven't decided. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. oh that's so hard because it's one of those things that like when you're like I'm a minimalist I'm gonna have none of the things that I need and then you all of a sudden build emotional attachments to I things I know
0: it's terrible yeah I know I'm not supposed to do that I know I still
1: have some <laughs> stuff from college well honestly partially from for like the emotional thing well not really also just because like like I have some college shirts with like my sorority's letters on them mm-hmm. that I custom made in college I have one I shouldn't say I have some. I have one. But I'm like, I'm not going to give it away because it would have to go to somebody specifically. Like, I can't just... Right. I'd have to find somebody specifically in my sorority also. Like, it's custom colors that I made. Like, who's going to want it? I don't know. But I still have it. Right. I shouldn't. Oh, I was in a sorority for, like, two years. So, I shouldn't have it. Well, do I don't feel like I didn't know that. It's a long story. <laughs> we got kicked off campus. I, I was, like, in my second year of being in it. Honestly, it could be a story time YouTube video because it's a it's a long story but wow um I was like the treasurer of it but I honestly didn't love it it's definitely something that when you go to college you like I was told to do all the things and this these are things that I reflect on now like um this just took a turn me talking about this now but um I I feel like I came out of high school being like I have to do the thing that everybody else is doing Mm -hmm. when in my heart I knew I was different than most of the kids in my grade or all, all of my friends but i also like seeing on tv growing up in canada my whole life wanted to go to a big american state school i wanted to go to football games i wanted to do all
0: that i remember you saying about like the football games and the cheerleaders yeah all of
1: yeah oh man i was like <laughs> pumped to move to america because like i saw what everything was like i watched disney channel i thought i was moving to high school musical <laughs> straight up straight up that's what i thought um or like friday night lights Little did I know I was moving to Connecticut. It's very different. It's very different. Damn. Um, but yeah, I I growing up, I like saw on TV all of these like big state schools that everybody was going to, and I just wanted the American college experience. Right. I think a lot of people in other countries, I mean, depending on the person, but some people do like, you know, it, it's what we see in media, right? If you're from an English speaking country, and so I did the whole thing. All my friends were joining sorority, so I joined a sorority, and I just didn't love it in the end. Um, I think I would have been better suited going to a school in a city, mm. something more creative, right. um, than traditional big state school, just cause that's my personality. Right. So I was like struggling with liking the sorority and like wanting to leave and going through a breakup and all these things. And, um, my sorority got kicked off campus, so I didn't need to leave it. It kind of left me <laughs> actually worked out really well. No, I, I also still like loved my experience in it. it's like one of those, you think back and you're like. Would I do something differently? Like probably, but also I'm really grateful for my experience and I wouldn't change anything.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's cool. I I always thought of sororities as like too. Ugh, I might offend people. It just feels a no, little culty, it is a touchy. To yeah, no, it's, <laughs> so. it's
1: definitely a touchy topic to talk about because I get the same thing. Like I get people who weren't in Greek life who approach me and I had this really weird experience with it, but yet I still defend it because it is kind of culty. But I also loved my experience in it yeah it's so weird well i mean if
0: you liked it that's all that really matters yeah. right well, i just I never loved it, but I hated myself, it. Like, like at the
1: time i wanted to leave it
0: hmm you know hmm. i don't know, <laughs> you know? Sorry, I don't know. no. Keep going. well it's just my whole school was a cult I, right i don't know if we've talked about that here before but texas a&m is quite literally like a cult yeah and so yeah the thought of joining another one within that one right it's like let me not
1: <laughs> well i find American university is interesting in and of itself because it's become a business. It's become this like branding, like tribal thing Mm -hmm. of one school against the other. And you go to like, you know, all these football games and like people wearing things for the rest of their lives from where they're from. Not everyone. It kind of becomes like a small select few, but um, it's, it's interesting to see. I mean, people should be proud of where they went and the accomplishments that they have.
0: Yeah.
1: But it is a very, like,
0: American hurrah mm-hmm. thing, you yeah. know? Well, like, at Texas a and they have, again, their biggest thing is tradition, mm-hmm. which the idea of tradition, I've already said, is not, I don't love it. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, you, if you don't do some of these traditions, then you become, like, an outcast or people, like, shame right. you for it. Right. And um, that was always just when in theory it's school
1: but I think a lot of these schools have become businesses and so they right. see like oh this is a way for us to market and us to like yeah you keep the pride you get alumni donations mm. uh, you get true. all that true
0: I used to work for the alumni me donations
1: too. <laughs> me too that was my college job I like literally worked in the center and I would yeah. call alumni and be like oh my gosh that was a whole thing we had a script and I had to ask yes. them three times yes, or I was the gonna get three fired my <sighs>
0: So Madison tried to work there mm, uh, okay, because she couldn't find a job. And I was like, well, they're hiring at my job. Like you can work there. Yeah. And she literally made it like a day. And she was like, I'm not going to ask people who tell me a no day.
1: three times. <laughs> no, it feels really uncomfortable. Yeah. You're required to ask them three times. Like, have you, would you consider donating? Like th- you kind of bring it down each time. Like, would you consider mm-hmm. donating $75? Would you consider donating 50? But would you consider donating 10? And but every time in between, they're like, no, I just told you, yeah, no, I right. had some people. I will never forget this one call that I picked up. I literally. So you're sitting at a desk and the computer kind of calls people. Mm-hmm. And I literally had somebody pick up the phone because we also called in the middle of dinner
0: to their oh, like, right, right, right. home. Like From this was a to line or five to nine. Yeah. I six wonder six how it nine. is now that
1: people don't really have home phones. Like Someone I if you're called calling me the other
0: day at like two o'clock so, on your cell phone. Mm hmm. I guess there's our answer. Yeah.
1: But I remember calling a home phone and some guy picked up and he goes, literally, all he says is stop fucking calling me and hangs up like in that exact tone. Wow. And I was
0: like, okay, yeah, this is, mm. I had several of those. Yeah. I worked. So I went to a small university before I went to Texas Mm A&M and we dialed by our with our hands with a oh, a paper whoa. a paper list of numbers and we dialed by hand. Whoa. We yeah. had like a
1: computer system that I basically sat there with a headset and it just kept calling yeah. people at random. Well,
0: when I went to A and M then we had that. Oh okay. Um but and like I say, Texas A and M is a cult. Fight me. <laughs> and but so many people said yes and we're mm. always so excited to hear about what's going on at the school and like yeah it's just uh, I, I did
1: know. have some really interesting conversations. I remember like I would call people and they had graduated like 60 years ago and they tell me mm. where they lived and they lived. There was like all these crazy living situations. I remember there was one of this guy telling me that he lived in a specific dorm that our campus had is like all freshman housing and that him and his wife lived there at the time. And I was like, you cannot do that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just not, you just, that's just not a thing. That's but it so was like post-war, right. like in the 40s, 50s kind of thing. And
0: wow, it was just yeah
1: it was interesting to hear older stories for sure
0: yeah you could talk to some parts. interesting people yeah even though I- yeah. I, th- I think that would be a cool part of the job. Every Everything I look back on when I was younger, even mm-hmm. just like a few years ago, mm-hmm. I'm like, I was not very aware of what I was doing or just like living life. Yeah. Not really consciously. And I think about it and I'm like, if I could do that now, yeah. it would be so cool because yeah. now I have so much more perspective. Yeah. This is a
1: conversation that my partner Brett and I have all the time because he's very pro traditional academia, which as am I, I definitely like I grew up literally in traditional academia. Like, my grandparents were university professors at a big college in, oh, in Canada fine. called McGill. Yeah, my parents are, my grandparents were, um, they're really, they're badass, honestly. Um, my grandma was a biologist of some sort. I honestly can't think of what specific type. Mm-hmm. Um, and my grandfather was a parasitologist.
0: Oh, wow. And like,
1: studied bugs. And they had like, you know they they did interesting like they studied in paris for a couple years and my grandfather was studying butterflies in south america so when you went into their house they had butterflies like in cases kind of everywhere like shadow boxes yeah yeah that's so cool um but definitely growing up around them like they were very traditional old school academia like um and mcgill in canada is like a kind of the equivalent of like an ivy league school in canada it's a very mm. good school and so they you know were definitely the type to go we went to the opera and we went to the ballet and, you know, we had proper, um, they were also both immigrants. So like we had like, you know, all the Lithuanians come over for dinner and it was always like very proper. And like, I don't know, but, um, so I grew up in that setting. So I definitely, because my grandparents were very, very important role models in my life. Um, I think of academia like very highly now because of that. But at the same time, the way it is now is very different. And I've, I cherish learning so, 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 so much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I didn't really need to pay that much money for the degree that I have personally. Yeah. I think a lot of people do, like a lot of people use their degrees, but I think a lot of people just go to university because that's what you do. Mm. But taking time, like, you know, in European culture, it's very much more widely accepted to do a gap year or just think about it maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Versus here, it's like you go, you get in crazy student debt
0: which is not a problem over there either
1: right it's just a system that I don't know and I feel like my my high school that I went to in America was very much so like the four years that you went to school were about what t-shirt you were going to wear as a senior on college t-shirt day because Mm. we had like a day where all the seniors wore a t-shirt from the school that they were going to be going to and it was very much so like oh you're going there you're going there like a pride thing yeah and if you said you know I think it's really smart to do like two years of community college and then transfer. Mm -hmm. But if you said that you were going to go to a community college to save money, because if you graduate from the other school, you're still getting the diploma from there. Like nobody has any idea, but you're saving so much money. Um, But I just, it's really interesting that my, like the whole culture is just very much so about like, where are you going? And there's no question
0: that you're not going. Right depending I on think it's where only, you live for sure well i think it's only like, gotten worse like my yeah like my cousin she's a freshman and she's been talking and thinking about her career since she was in fucking fourth grade mm. like they're priming kids for like right and that's the thing like when i, I was, remember too
1: like people as freshmen were going on college tours and i was like because i'm i'm not from america so it was a very foreign concept to me but people were touring colleges at 15 years old and i was like yeah.
0: "Whoa, yeah it's you're it's, thinking about this already <laughs> i that's the thing right like mm-hmm. they're it's forcing kids to grow up so early mm-hmm. and to think that their life has to be all about work mm-hmm. it's a, there's also this weird shift that's happened right when our parents were getting well i don't know about everybody's but our parents generation their jobs were not solely based on like passions right whereas now it's almost like work has become such a A huge part of American culture that it's like we're looking for jobs with purpose because we know our job is going to be our life, right? And you're prepping kids from like elementary school that that's the mentality they're gonna live by, Mm. that their job is their life.
1: But what's also interesting is like in reality, most people get a degree in something and get a job in something that's very Mm, different from their degree, which is awesome because you don't have to have it all figured out when you're in school, um, but also our generation moves jobs like crazy, which is amazing. You should be able to test things out and say, okay, this isn't for me. I'm gonna like try something else out, you know? Yeah. But I I just, it's not that I'm against academia at all. Like, I definitely am pro going to university and like finding the one that fits you finding, you know, maybe, maybe for some people they reflect and they're like, I don't want to go to an American school. I want to go somewhere else. Or maybe they want to do a trade or they want to do something. Um, but it's just, our culture is very much so programmed. And I also will say this is not in every neighborhood. And I think this is why my boyfriend and I have such arguments about it because he comes from a very different culture than me. Mm -hmm. Um, I come from definitely like suburbia, like middle-class, you know, situation where that's like the pro the praised thing to do um but people don't even question like i think i personally i kind of knew what to and i i'm kind of using my degree now but i i don't think i needed to spend the amount of money obviously because i went for something like more entrepreneurial i'm not proving my degree to anybody um but like i could have done self taught stuff but then it's it's like okay well it's the person that person to do self-taught like you have to be the right personality for that too. Yeah. I guess I'm saying is I just, I wish people gave it more thought Yeah, because there's so many routes that you can take, but we're told that there's one that is the correct way. And it's probably right for 90% of the people, Yeah, you know? But- and of course, if you want to be a doctor, you need to go to school because you need to know these, how to be a doctor. <laughs> right. But if you're going to be a YouTuber, which this is the thing that every YouTuber says, like I feel like every YouTuber is against, college traditional college because none of us use our degrees but we have to think that most people don't want to be youtubers well okay
0: (laughs) two two things there first of all like a lot of people i don't know what the percentages are but a lot of people go to school and then they get a degree that they don't end up using Right. right so that i think there is a huge portion of people who are just doing it because they have to i mean in my personal life um, like everyone who I was friends with and my family, like who graduated around the same time as me, mm-hmm. we all went to school and I'm the only one of us who's doing anything remotely close to what we started. Really? Yeah. Like a lot of them dropped out, got different jobs, got degrees, but didn't find jobs in that. Right. And like, so I, I think it's a huge portion of people who are spending all this money on yeah. something that's not valuing And it's them. one of those
1: things, like, like I said, I'm very, a big proponent of try different things to find what works for for you right but the way that our system it's is set, up, set here up here is it's that. so expensive to do that right so what, what can we do instead? Yeah. Well,
0: that's the thing I tell people too, is like some people wait until after college to like get an internship or get their first job in the field. And like, Mm -hmm. I had several jobs throughout college in the sustainability field. So I always tell anyone who asks me for advice, like do every single internship, do every single volunteer, do every single group club, like anything you can to make sure that you're doing the right thing before you get out. And you're like, what the hell did I do? Yeah. But I also want to say for anybody who thinks I hate education, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I I actually, I, I love my college experience. I would go back in a heartbeat. My dream job is to be a professor. So mm. I, I have nothing against college. Yeah. But I feel very Same. bad for so many people Yeah. who, yeah, they're just like pigeonholed into this thing. Right. And I have many friends who like, yeah,
1: they just come out with like a lot of debt. And then they're like, I still don't know what I want to do. Because that's not really what college sets you up for. You have to go and do the work yourself to like... Figured that out yeah um yeah I'm definitely not again like I'm also not against school <laughs> like I'm very happy for my experience and for going yeah um I just I just wish that the norm was to give it more thought and to learn about who you are before you would just pay a hundred grand you know I know that's I can't what it's like having here.
0: that kind of debt on my name like that yeah. was just oh, that's crazy yeah. to me but how did we get there? And then there? I feel like, well,
1: also the debt thing allows us. Like we we weren't bogged down by it, so we were allowed to like go after things because we weren't crippled by debt, yeah. you know. But if I if I had debt, then I would not be able to go after
0: youtube yeah yeah for sure you know i mean i definitely like when i got my first job it was like first thing i'm gonna do is pay off all of this debt or Mm -hmm. i will never be able to do i didn't have a lot i had like twenty thousand dollars but um but it was like i gotta pay this off or my life will just be yes you know (laughs) slave to it right yeah so i uh i shouldn't say slave that's that's a crazy term but you know what i mean but i know yeah i know um but that's like what was i gonna say yeah, I definitely couldn't have taken a risk on this yeah. job if yeah. if that hadn't happened. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Hello. Feedback. I don't know if they could hear that feedback. That was weird. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah how did we get here? The wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so then planning the honeymoon. Did you know you wanted to do a road trip or was that sort of just because? No. Yeah. 2020?
0: Yeah. Because originally, so we were, we wanted to go to Thailand. That was mm. destination number one. Mm-hmm. And then I started talking to a couple people emmy being one of them mm-hmm. and she was like or you could come to london and like, <laughs> i was like what the fuck emmy but uh we've always said that we wanted to go to italy i swear mm-hmm. i was meant to be italian okay and so it was like and i know for a lot of people italy and like england are not that close together but for me <laughs> for us
1: it's much closer. Close.
0: so i was then yeah we decided like i think late last year we would go do like a like a not a backpacking trip but like seeing a lot of that area Mm -hmm. and then yeah COVID happened so it was like well let's do a road trip and I I'm such a sucker for fall but like I'm sure you've noticed Mm -hmm. there's no fall here right and so um I was like well we could just go to the northeast and see fall yeah so that's what we did yeah yeah well I wish you guys could see I'll have to like
1: pano (laughs) over to it but it's very fall feeling in here we've got lots of pumpkins yeah and decor yeah I I think Tay and I did a podcast where we were talking about decorating for the seasons and I've been such a frumpy human just not wanting to decorate my space partially because I was like I'm a minimalist I don't need decor but honestly it's just because I don't have the time (laughs) and I want to decorate I want well I also don't really have a space that's like mine But yeah, I don't know. You've inspired me to
0: decorate at least for Christmas, especially this year. We need something to just, I know. Yeah. Christmas is not my thing, but fall is my thing. My Mm. sister is normally here and she normally decorates for Christmas for me, but she won't be here this year. So question, what did you do about
1: a tree? What are your thoughts on Christmas trees sustainably? Oh, no. No?
0: No. Just none? Uh, None at all (laughs) my sister we didn't have one last year actually okay i don't even think she asked me for one last year now that i'm thinking about it it was kind of weird um but i just when i was a kid i was always so excited to go pick out a real christmas tree every year Mm -hmm. and um i love real christmas trees because they smell like christmas trees um and so but also it's it's so hard to talk about which one is more sustainable because yeah. they're you're comparing completely different things like resources to grow a tree versus plastic and yeah. electrical stuff that will be here forever
1: mm-hmm.
0: so it's really hard to say but we just we don't have one we haven't yeah. i haven't had one since i moved out of my parents house okay yeah yeah, yeah. i mean you? it's hard
1: because yeah you're like growing a tree to just chop it down and use for a month in your house and then right um I, st- I would like to have a tree one day just because yeah, that is like the cultural thing that we grew up with. And like, yeah. I dream about part of the same reason I dream to have kids one day, even though like, who knows, but, um, you know, I, I just want to decorate cause it's like the thing if you have kids, but, I feel like it's definitely, Oh, for sure. A bigger, yeah. Uh, my plan is my mom has multiple sec, multiple, uh, faux trees, mm. so I know that at one point she will be getting rid of one yeah. in the next few years. She's actually offered one to me, but I was like, I don't have any space for it. Uh, so my plan is to just get a secondhand fake tree, Yeah, you could definitely, which do I don't that. think will make Brett happy <laughs> 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 because I think he wants to do the traditional, um, it's the same argument in, in my family's household too. My mom's like pro fake tree just cause it's easier. My dad yeah. is pro like cult, like tradition and you know, the real tree. Yeah. Um, which I was too, before I got into sustainability, into sustainability. But, um, I have seen there's I think I saw this on Instagram like a family I followed on Instagram for their first Christmas together they planted a tiny tree outside and then every year it's gotten bigger so they go out to their yard and they decorate the one in their yard and they leave it there all year and then they. They decorate it every That's year, cool. which I love.
0: Well, I definitely can't grow a Christmas
1: tree here. That would be interesting to see.
0: But you definitely the vegetation here
1: is wild. To yeah, I have a cactus. I'll grow a cactus. I've never like seen cactuses just
0: like in people's yards. You know, <laughs> when I when she got here, I opened the door and she's like out in my yard looking <laughs> at the cactus. It's like far away. You have a cactus in <laughs> your yard. You have a cactus in your
1: yard. I think that was the first thing I said to you. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Uh, I don't know though, but the you can grow a lot of things here too yeah just not at christmas tree right (laughs) right yeah we have a long growing season and people always comment that like you're lucky you have such a long growing season and i'm like yeah we do but also like my growing season for pumpkins is like way after when pumpkins are relevant
1: what's interesting is like there are you know places every place has pluses and minuses you know there's no one perfect place to live that has every amenity that you want for sure Um, unless
0: it's san francisco
1: I don't know. I don't know. We were arguing about this last night because I just want to. I want us to live in the same city. I keep arguing this. Yeah. I've never met Emmy too. like the one time we spoke on the phone, I was like, "You can move here, and
0: Christy's <laughs> literally. Like, Let's all move to the same place, and Let's we'll just do everything move to together. the same city, and we'll all be friends all the time. It's gonna be great. It would be great. And mm-hmm. then, well, maybe we don't talk about the reality of how that's gonna go. But Christy's yeah. talking about some interesting things. We the have moment. some ideas. Yeah, but um.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think people really, well, maybe people do realize YouTubing is a, a very lonely job. Yeah. Like most of my friends who work, you know, traditional, like they have coworkers, right. They have all of those
0: things. And I'm just alone in my bedroom constantly. And on top of it being a lonely job, it's a job that you're having to figure out Everything. every single thing on your own. Cause you're not told like how much to charge. How, no. how
1: do I answer these emails? I mean, you could get, you could hire a management company. Yeah. But
0: but you got to find the right one because honestly Mm -hmm. in our niche Mm -hmm. finding someone to help you manage stuff in and of itself is a difficult task totally that could take a lot of time totally
1: i'm not going to sign with a management company that's telling me to do like brand deals with i don't know
0: yeah well and there's also so many of them that try to take advantage of you totally totally. i I think you did get taken advantage of by one once upon a time right (sighs) okay my biggest tip we could talk (laughs) about this for like two
1: seconds because not everybody's interested in this stuff but um if anybody wants to start a YouTube channel, do not sign with an MCN. Yeah. I think they're a dying breed anyways. Like they're not really a well, thing The one that anymore. took
0: advantage of you hits me
1: up every single oh, week still. all the time. Yeah. yeah, They took 40% of my AdSense, which as of right now is my sole source of income because I'm trying not to do sponsorships. Yeah. Um, but for, I was with them for like five years or something and they took 40% for doing nothing. Like literally just 40% of my, me trying to, me trying to finally sustain myself on my own and like get, my own apartment and move out of my parents' house, they were taking 40% of that. And it wasn't much at the time, but it, and that's why I kind of stayed on with them, but they were supposed to help me with so many things. They gave me a training every year on SEO that I probably could have paid someone 20 bucks to do like some specialist who, you know, has a channel. I probably could have taken their course on it. Um, or I could have just used, learned from YouTube videos.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. Don't sign with an MCN. (laughs) 60, 40 is a huge split. I can't believe they said that to you. And that Like they used to be the the ri- origins of MCNs were advantageous if you lived in like LA and they could network you with other YouTubers, mm-hmm. then maybe it was worth paying for. But now that we have Instagram, you can just reach out to them and be like, hey, do you want to hang out? Right. And do some stuff
0: together. Yeah. But also I didn't live in LA. Like nobody lives near me. Right. And that, so I said that to them every time they've reached out to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't respond anymore because I've found someone that I'm trying to, you know, work with instead. Mm-hmm. But um I would say... I'm not going to sign with you unless yeah. you're going to guarantee me something in return. Yeah, no, like, they don't, they don't
1: do, they tell you that they're going to do all these things. And I, I took a call with another one, like right after I left my, my, the one that I was with, um, because they, they promise you all these things. Like they tell you, Oh, we're going to network you with other YouTubers. We're going to get you brand deals. I was never pitched a realistic brand deal. With and them that's the once, thing. Once, yeah. not once in like four years. And, um, they, they they tell you that they're basically going to be like help you along the way, but they do
0: nothing and then they take 40% of yeah. your... Up up. That's insane. Yeah. And they also... Also, have something else they do they're, to try they're to kind trick of people. Like,
1: and we're not the only people that have this opinion. Like, everybody has the opinion. Like, and if you Google MCNs, they're a scam.
0: They do this other thing where they try to get um, YouTubers who are up and coming. Yeah. Like, they're growing quite, pretty fast. Yeah. So that then they can tell people when they pitch them. Yeah. The average person that has started with us has grown by X amount. Right. Since the coming on with us. Right. To make it sound like it's their doing. Right. When in reality, they just... I also
1: find... With so many places, they say that XYZ is their client. So I'm like, oh, I'll be in the same... I'll be managed by the same team as, you know, a a couple YouTubers that I know. And so then that makes me feel like, oh, cool. Or I find this even with PR companies too. But there's no proof that that person is a part of their network. Mm. I think sometimes you know if they've done one brand deal with someone or the people Mm. i think there's a lot of just like fake pr companies that will just put like oh we've worked with so-and-so and and they've emailed them once Mm. you know (laughs) yeah i don't know but that makes me feel like they're more reputable yeah. And that was part of why I signed with mine, because there was a few
0: people in there that I was at the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got look- looked up You too. should. Well, now I don't know about them, but now if people say that stuff to me, I reach out to the person that they're saying. And yeah. I ask because yeah. a recently a company reached out to me and they're like, we did helped do so and so. And I, mm-hmm. I reached out to them and I said, this brand told me that they've worked with you and that whatever and she said i said i'd like to know if you think i should work with them and she said honestly i'm gonna tell you no yeah and then she like schedules a zoom call with me and we we talked all about it but it's yeah. like yeah you can also just go straight to the source sometimes. yeah i need to start doing more stuff like that
1: because i do feel so lonely in what we do but we're all here to help each other like we're not competing yeah. that's the thing i think a lot of people think that youtubers are competing like there's enough space for all of us yeah this is one big community <laughs> i love you all you know <laughs> yeah
0: um but yeah, wait. How did we get up to this? Um, something about an MCN. oh, moving. So,
1: well, oh, yeah. Brett and I just found out that we are basically going to be moving. Um, that's why I'm literally here right now. Um, <laughs> we we are going to be moving a lot sooner than we thought, and so there's no one city that has every amenity that you want
0: except San Francisco.
1: Except in Shelby's opinion, San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like my criteria, though, I think the number one thing for me is I just want to be by the mountains and be able to ski. And I guess I could do San Francisco. What Tahoe is four hours from San Francisco. Yeah, it's not far, but then you would have to get like a an accommodation to stay, and Mm -hmm. I don't know if I have the funds to afford skiing and an accommodation to stay Mm -hmm. every weekend. You know, fair enough. But yeah. how many cities have that? Unless I just meet. If, if there are any Tahoe friends out there just, you know, want to put me up every weekend, like, that'd be great.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'll let yeah. you, girl. <laughs> the thing is, for me, I am skiing is not my thing, mm-hmm. which is the reason that San Francisco yeah. appeals to me so much because there are mountains and beaches right. and the weather is phenomenal. Right. And networking is great. And the community, like, the the amenities that come along with San Francisco, I mm-hmm. just, the weather is the number one thing for me. Yeah, But, um yeah, I love San Francisco.
1: Yeah, I love snow and I love mountains. Yeah, but that's what I grew up in, so that's why I love it. But right, yeah, I'm I'm excited for. I won't reveal where we're moving for our next chapter or what we're doing exactly. But I'm excited to. I I feel like I haven't really shared that whole part of my life with the internet yet mm. because. I mean, I've shared things here and there, but like skiing is, was my life growing up. Like I didn't, I wasn't allowed to go to birthday parties. I wasn't allowed to do any of that stuff. Cause I was skiing every weekend, um, <laughs> which, you know, I look at it now and I'm like, I was such an asshole kid to be like, I can't come. I have to go skiing.
0: Yeah. But they're like, what? My oh, parents like, just you, forced knows us that into kid. it. Everyone knows that kid. That's like, what the fuck? She's going skiing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. But You're no, It was kid. my
1: life. Like I raced and, and all my best friends to this day is because we skied together. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't the kid that was allowed to play soccer, or and it's like these things that like (laughs) I'm an ungrateful bitch, but like you know, I you seem to be traumatized by not being
0: able to play soccer. You've brought it up many times. Yeah,
1: no, I still hold it against my mom. Sometimes (laughs) I wanted to play. The thing is, is I wasn't very good. She wasn't pulling me out because you know it was like a thing I was really into, but I was just really mad at her that I wasn't allowed to play that one year, and then after that, I was not allowed to play because. We were doing things every weekend. I mean, we weren't skiing in the summer to be fair, but yeah. my parents were just very, um, they did what they wanted to do. And my sister and I kind of went along with it. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like, you know, Oh, we got to travel, you know, Like, like my, life the same is so thing. Hard. my life is so hard. <laughs> but as a kid, like all I wanted to do was hang out with my friends. I, I never it. got to go to birthday parties, right. um, because we were doing things all the time. Yeah. But in hindsight, like that's exactly, if I were to have kids, that's exactly how I would raise them is. I want to live my life. I'm sorry, but right. you got to come with me.
0: I think my parents did a lot of things and didn't do it. Well, my parents are just kind of boring in general, but um <laughs> we traveled some when I was younger, but mostly like road trips, which I think is also a huge part of why I think like an 8 hour, 9 hour i drove from here to tucson once i was gonna say i also
1: think that that's like a texas thing because the state is so big that that i think people in texas are really comfortable driving long distances is something that because my roommate's also from texas Mm -hmm. so something i've picked up and do you you think that yeah yeah like people do road trips here
0: it's literally eight hours unless you're going to louisiana which sorry Louisiana I love New Orleans but like also who wants to go to Louisiana Mm. so like getting out of Texas west or north is eight hours right so you have to be ready for a lengthy road trip and there's nothing really cool in Texas Texas is a massive state (sighs) yeah it's really big but it's really flat and pretty Mm. boring and arid Mm. yeah sorry I just cut you off no you're fine (laughs) but if you go to like west Texas Big Bend is pretty cool but again eight hours right so Big state. You got to be ready for it. Yeah. And, uh, but I remember on the last day of school, every year, my parents, I think it was a holiday weekend, I guess. I don't know. But we would always go camping. We were, we camped a lot. Not in tents. Yeah. (laughs) In RVs. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Texas. Yeah.
0: But it's so hot here. If you were camping Mm in a tent,
1: like it's a different ballgame than, yeah. like, Like I... We, I don't do much like car camping. We do a lot of backpacking and like climbing a mountain. And once you're up there, it's very different. I'm freezing. Like I have a zero degree sleeping bag. I'm freezing. Yeah. Very different. If I camp anytime in the middle of the summer, like sometimes we'll camp on the other side of the state where it's a lot hotter than Seattle. Mm.
0: Anyways, I wake up just infuriated. It's so hot in there. (laughs) It's so hot. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be sleeping outside in a tent in Mm -hmm. Texas. I don't, absolutely not. But, um, but every year on the last week, the last day of school they would be planning for us to go camping Mm. and they would want to take us out of school early and i don't know and like of course now it's like damn i would have loved to get out of school and like go somewhere else but at the time i was like i just want to stay at school until it's the last day you know what i mean Mm -hmm. kids are just that way it's funny because kids don't have any
1: concept of like material things like we do just want which it comes back to just being human you know so like yeah okay I sound like a brat saying I didn't get to do all these things but I really just wanted to be with my community I really just right. wanted to learn how to be a kid and like learn how to be normal I right. guess um, but kids don't have an idea of material possessions or cultural experiences or right. you know yeah. things that are bigger than that and that also brings it back to just like what it is to be human which I think is really beautiful sorry in its guys, own way. I'm moving my thing oh it's okay okay we're good yeah i always tell people i'm like you can hear it if you touch the wires you can hear it you
0: guys don't care you know what's going on (laughs) this is a makeshift production
1: (laughs) just a little bit yeah Uh, we
0: we also kicked our partners out of the (laughs) the house so that they could go hang out and we can just do this in peace without them running around i wonder what their conversation is going on i'm so nervous (laughs) for them because brett is so he's actually done really well this trip i feel Mm. like last time he was pretty like Reserved. Yeah. Yeah. And this time. He and I are
1: very different.
0: (laughs) But this time, he's like very. Yeah, he's done a lot better. But mm-hmm. Madison will talk and talk and talk like she The gem no, of this earth. There's no quiet Madison. moment with Madison. Yeah. So I can only imagine that Brett is uh
1: So the reason he hasn't really been on camera is because he's he is very like reserved and private and like doesn't really want to be on camera much, but we're kind of he's opening up to it more and more. I'm worry, really hoping I pressured that him last night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really hoping that their conversation is like, but you know, I, I'm not going to push him to do anything he doesn't want to do. Like, let's start with that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I hope that she's talking to him about that. That'd be oh, interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Because she had the same experience.
0: Yeah, Madison, I don't know what that was about. Mm. I, she never really gave me reasons. I think she just didn't want to be a public figure. Right. I think
1: it's hard because we grew up watching YouTube mm-hmm. and so it was just something it was something that we wanted to do. We willingly like wanted to put ourselves on camera. Yeah. Um but you know, I don't I don't know about Madison, but like Brett didn't grow up watching YouTubers and yeah. it's it's a foreign Th- concept to him right um and he, yeah i think if you don't f- if you haven't fully immersed yourself in it you don't really understand like okay well what am i subject to if you yeah. know my face is on the internet yeah. same thing with like when you speak to parents and they're like i'm not making a facebook group or <laughs> a facebook page <laughs> group. Facebook
0: group. <laughs> i'm not getting on the i'm facebook. not getting all the
1: facebook because <laughs> they just don't understand <laughs> which fair enough honestly like there is risk to all these things like, right it's a realistic. uh question
0: yeah but i think well i go brett what do you have against social media he said i don't have anything against social media what do you mean that's what i do yeah <laughs> like, he
1: literally okay. works in social media that's the ironic thing yeah but he yeah i get but it he, but then he goes i don't have it on my phone though yeah like he uses it for work and it's his job to like do like he's in marketing right. um with a- digital ads um but he doesn't have any of the apps himself.
0: That's interesting. Yeah.
1: It's honestly, I'm going to speak for him. I can't totally put all the words out for him, but um, I'm pretty sure it's just, he he doesn't like the idea of scrolling indefinitely and like losing all this time to it, social media. It's I like, mean, I get it. It's not even a privacy thing for him because he understands because again, he works in it right. and yes, Facebook knows a lot about you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's more of a just time sucker i get it like he has to block himself from going on instagram because he'll sit there and scroll forever i was telling him yesterday for him he thinks it's forever but for me i'm like that was a quick 15 minutes and he's like i just wasted all that time i'm like that was 15 minutes of your life (laughs) you don't understand addictions are like what people are like they're
0: checking their social media apps for six hours a day i know i've seen some people so i'm actually really surprised like a lot of influencers talk about how much time they spend on the apps how Mm -hmm. bad they make them feel I don't real. I really don't do that. Mm. I just don't find scrolling Instagram appealing. Yeah. Uh, t- don't get me on TikTok, but <laughs> but like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, like it's like I get on and mm. I check my DMs and yeah. then like I move on.
1: I've been in in and out of it I, in phases of my life. I was just addicted to social media where I was constantly scrolling for hours, like to the point where, like I would just sit. I wouldn't go to Bed. I would just lie in my bed and scroll it but honestly when I think back I, I and I knew I had a problem and that I needed to stop it and I did it took a while to like figure out what would do that but when I look back the reason that I was doing that is because I did not feel happy and fulfilled in the other areas of my life like I didn't mm-hmm. have friends I was living at home with my parents and I um, wasn't happy with my own self I think for a little bit and just use that as like a crutch I guess yeah um and I don't think it's like that for everyone but for me like I notice when I'm on social media more it's because I'm confused about other things in my life and I'm not saying social media is bad because obviously I like, this is a dilemma for me. Like I post things on social media. How do I do that more intentionally? I try not to over post and like waste people's right. time. Um, um, that's actually a really interesting topic that we could dig in mm-hmm, on, but you mm-hmm. can go ahead. It's, also, it's, it's, it's on both sides because social media changed my life. Like I wouldn't have known about veganism. I wouldn't have known about sustainable living. I wouldn't have known about minimalism, like all these things, even self-care, like the amount of just wholehearted, self-care advice i follow and have learned through instagram and through youtube like it sounds stupid but i do try i use both of them as an educational platform for yeah. the most part i don't follow a lot of like fashion bloggers that
0: i just like the look of their pictures i think that's the key too to yeah. knowing if social media is worth scrolling or if yeah. you because that's what i was going to say like i talk about like instagram. but it's also
1: sorry to interrupt but no, one good. thought um it's also a That's also a utilitarian thing for some people because some people really do love fashion and they do just want to like get creative inspiration or they really do, you know, look up to something that they've pictured in a positive way about somebody else. But there is a negative way of like comparing yourself to them and. Literally just using it mindlessly.
0: Well, yeah, I think the problem with Instagram is like what you just said. People are posting because they think they have to to fulfill the algorithm. Right. And then you end up with all these posts that are not worth my time, not worth reading, not entertaining, not inspiring. And so I think that's my biggest problem with social media and why you don't see me posting. (laughs) <laughs> my hands falling asleep. Carpal tunnel. <laughs> why you don't see me posting on Instagram more because I, why would I post something if I don't have something unique to say that right. someone can learn from? I think that's a really interesting topic just to dive into. In and I of feel itself. the exact
1: same way. I, and sometimes I do post just cause I'm like, I haven't posted in a long time, but yeah. if I do do that, I sit there for a couple hours and say like, yeah. okay, what can I put meaningfully in this caption? I'm not just going to post a picture of me with like an emoji in the caption, you know, <laughs> uh, that's not my vibe personally yeah. because yeah, I, I don't, I don't I don't want to waste people's time and I want people to fulfill I want people to fill their life with people who lift them up. Yeah. And that might not be me, you know. Um that might not be me, but right. I don't want to say that I'm I am that person for everyone, but I don't know. I, I'm trying, I guess. Yeah. There's no perfect answer. But then yeah, at the same time when social media was just starting and social media ruined my life in so many aspects and that like I was comparing myself I did feel like I needed to go out and lift weights and like build my booty and all those things <laughs> that Instagram was telling me I love that. and I did though I got really into bodybuilding I started listening to like bodybuilding.com and like going ham with it because that's what social media told me was healthy and um, inspirational yeah. at that point in my life and then I realized like I don't well at least right now like maybe my, my opinion will change but like I don't really enjoy lifting weights that's yeah. not my thing I'm more of a cardio person and then Instagram made me feel bad about liking cardio too because they would demonize it as like oh I used to think to be healthy I had to do cardio like every 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 fitness person on the internet because now like the booty vibe is Vi- um, or like the lifting weights vibe you know what I'm talking about yeah the gym shark vibe mm. is what's praised the by our culture, but like health doesn't, isn't one size fits all. It doesn't even like, yes, being strong. Like if that's your thing, go for it. And like, I some degree to some degree wish it was, cause I am a very weak and lanky human, <laughs> but it, I just don't enjoy it. And so I'm not going to force myself into that box for me. I like dancing and I like, you know, I love the Stairmaster for whatever reason, because most people hate it. I love climbing mountains. I love skiing. You know, those are my forms of exercise. It doesn't need to be. And since COVID, I've really like, I've really been enjoying home workouts. But again, like I got really into that because Instagram told me that it had to be that way. And I felt bad for the things that I actually did enjoy. Yeah. Um. Because there seems to be trends on the internet of like XYZ is the thing that's
0: cool you know like body types how do body types trend, trend right how fucking weird how weird so weird <laughs> only only humans in modern culture is so strange <sighs> i uh, yeah i try to ignore it uh, i and be careful about who i follow yeah, yeah. and oh my god i just but like then it's at the same time like i
1: hated those things but then there's also like social media is just another form of like being around a around humans yeah, just as there is in, in life. You know, when I was in school, there was a group of humans that I didn't vibe with. There's a group of humans that I did vibe with right. and finding those people that you really do vibe with takes time. And, um, social media is just another way of doing that. So like, you know, that group of humans, you know, now I see them and respect them for loving what they do, but like, I understand that I don't need to do that myself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it ruined my life to that degree because I did develop an eating disorder and I did develop fitness addiction and all of that stuff yeah. and feeling like my body needed to be a certain way when it just naturally is not, right. you know? Um, and then on the other side of it, I learned about the science behind nutrition, like even because like I, my school and like, bodybuilding.com wasn't giving me that uh, for example (laughs) but like I learned about like actual doctors and like um, I learned about veganism and I learned about plant-based nutrition and I learned about how to live sustainably and how to self-care and you know I'm not saying that every person I follow on social media is perfect because we're all just humans posting things but there are there are A million sides to social media and I think the one that gets press because again this is the trend right now is stop spending time on social media it's ruining your life um that's that that's what gets that's what gets clicks right now but I think also like there's an aspect to social media that is so empowering so can lift you up but you know there's again there's a million and one angles you could take it right does that make sense yeah yeah yeah. it depends on how you approach it essentially Is what, how you're using it and yeah. who you're following. But I and- I think that also we need to think about the idea of you know that like certain titles will get clicks right now, and it's the same thing with like a certain figure gets clicks right now or a certain mm. topic of fitness gets clicks right now. But there are so many. Anyways, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's it sucks because. Y- In order to do social media as your job, you have to subject yourself or I guess, what's the word, Uh, submit (laughs) to some of the algorithms, Mm -hmm. which means that you have to produce content in a certain way. And it's hard to just remain, it's hard for it to just be fun and just be organic. Yeah. Um, and Oh God! Sorry. I, I think that I, I think that that's what's leading to all these different like phenomenons on social media. So many people are—it's their income, yeah. and we're having to just like go with subject to an algorithm. Yes, yeah, since it's our income, we have to do certain things and not do mm-hmm. certain things. Sometimes I wonder if, like,
1: would we be stronger if? So when I think about other media that I've consumed, mm-hmm. TV shows, I knew that my favorite TV show came out once a week. Right. And there was a whole team making that show. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what keeps them more balanced. It's more of a traditional way of looking at it versus on social media. You're one person who's expected to do a YouTube video every week and Instagram, like you're expected to do like and a podcast and like all of these things that take time to like actually produce, like the filming is the smallest portion of all of this. Right. And sometimes I wonder, would we as creators be happier if we were all like collaborating on one platform like one account to post and then the audience is happy because they're continually getting content mm. from that account but like what if you know we had like a joint j- just as an example like what are if you was, trying like, a to community? be tana
0: mojo with trash did you ever hear What's, about that what she literally did this oh really she it was a couple years ago but i know i knocking on the door <laughs> um a couple years ago she did these applications where she uh like had applications from smaller youtubers mm. it was basically so she could help bring them up mm. but, it, but it was a collaboration channel where like each because it's uh, like when time you yeah journey. if
1: you if you have a favorite tv channel like if i'm watching mtv or e or whatever mm. i know i
0: expect other shows to be on there and then i also expect each show to have a team that's really interesting. Christy's all about collaboration is what I'm learning. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, because I'm lonely. I know. I love all my friends, but like I'm the only person who
1: I know in my, like I know you. Yeah. I've met Levi a couple times. Like I don't have many
0: YouTuber friends. Right. Aside and from following people on the internet. And also we're all... For some reason it seems that social media people are bad at being on their phone. Yeah. Yeah. So strange. Because
1: because I think we're on our phones so much that like if somebody texts me, I'm probably not texting you back and I'm so sorry, but like I just don't want to use my phone.
0: Yeah. But, it, but it's like you... It's, yeah, it's just hard to connect because of that situation yeah. when you're not. It's not that I'm not going to text her back. It's going to take up a couple days. Or weeks. Or weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a phone call kind of gal. Like,
1: <laughs> old fashioned call me on my cell phone.
0: Every time I text Christy, she's like, okay, can you call me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i I get the loneliness part although i'm a very introverted person it definitely doesn't bother me as much but Mm -hmm. it would be nice to relate to people yeah more yeah well every time we get together too i'm like we should just
1: do a skype call like once a week oh yeah and then we never do it
0: (laughs) (laughs) well we'll see where your moving endeavors take you yeah
1: well you want to be coming with me i keep every time we meet up i'm like so madison You're moving to, like, before it was Seattle. And then I get here. I'm like, okay, so the plans
0: have changed. (laughs) You need to move to this other place now. Um, Yeah, yeah. I don't... I think for the next, like, year or so, we're pretty tied here. Mm -hmm. But after that, it's kind of... Well, I mean, the goal is to move back to Austin in a year-ish or so. But, you know, who knows? That could always change, I guess.
1: So anything any closing thoughts anything you want to plug what are you working on where can people find you oh, oh
0: god what do i want to
1: am i doing anything interesting? <gasps> am i doing anything interesting wow when is it gonna come out uh good question
0: probably next week oh shit oh we can wait no, no, you're good. Because I'm, um, I'm working on something really exciting. The first thing I've ever come out with, it's like merch-ish. Mm. It? Mm-hmm. I never have anything to plug, right? I'm like, <laughs> I spend all my time and energy on YouTube videos. Go yeah. watch those yeah. if you want. But I'm coming out with a product that I'm very excited about with a company that I love and with something that's very unique to me. Mm-hmm. And it's the first thing I've ever done. And I'm very excited. So, yeah, um, I, I, yeah I don't know if I could say it yet because I don't know if it'll be ready. Mm. It will be launching in my Christmas gift guide. Keep an eye out for oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Love so. that.
1: Love that for you. <laughs> I Thank love you, that thanks. phrase. I try to use it whenever I can. Yeah, love, love that for, that for you.
0: you. No, but really I do. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. We'll see how it goes.
1: Um, So I'll link all of your profiles, even though everybody knows who you are, but um, <laughs> you'll be linked and this is fun. Okay. Yeah. Whenever you move to where I live, because I like that's the thing. I like, love every that time, it's only it's us always, moving
0: to Christy. When it's, it's always, always have a moving house, to me. I'm like, not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we're here because we did, we were thinking about moving to Austin. Right. Um,
0: wow. Just drop that bomb. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. No, we were thinking about it because uh, Brett's really into property investment and Austin is a great spot right now. And we also have
0: been playing with so a lot of ideas. Things. We just have to get Christy to to stick to one idea at a time, and then maybe we could actually do something pretty cool. We'll see how yeah. that works out. And well, I need someone like you in my life to keep me on track. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. No,
1: no, it's up to me. Like I think sometimes I get in these moods where I'm like, I need X Y Z, but I think you know it's 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 all about like you're the one who changes in your life like you have to take control and you have to figure it out and you can't be dependent on like oh well if i had so and so to help me yeah. like no you gotta pull yourself up by your bootstraps and do it
0: yeah sometimes i I see it from both sides sometimes yeah i think but,
1: community is important but also like don't be afraid to just ask for help like don't wait for somebody to come by like you know sometimes i could be in a mood where i could just text you about it or i could just call you about it or whatever you yeah. know um that's just life like you gotta You got to look out for yourself, but you also can't be afraid to use your resources. Right.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'll be the first fourth guest next time. (laughs) Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.